Welcome back to Would You Gaming, the podcast where we strive to keep you up to date on all the latest in gaming news, while also covering other interesting topics along the way. Before we begin, just remind you, if you haven't already, make sure you like, subscribe, follow the podcast. If you haven't already, you can follow us on our social channels on Instagram and Twitter. We're under Would You Gaming on both those platforms. We definitely appreciate all the support we've been given. Give us a follow there. We're always trying to post interesting stuff. We're pretty active on on Instagram, not so much on Twitter, but we're trying to work on that a little bit more. And also give a give our friends the VG Cast uh, on video game underscore official underscore video game nights on Twitter a follow as well. They're also covering interesting topics more in the realm of Xbox, but they do cover some Nintendo and Sony stuff as well. Today we wanted to discuss the Nintendo Direct, the September Direct that we got a week ago today. Now, you, unless you've been living under a rock, you might have seen this already. This is just going to give a high-level overview, some of my thoughts on some of the presentations that I care the most about out of this. It's not going to be an exhaustive one, as we're not able to do that, and that's just a little bit much, especially if you've seen it all, and not to mention there's stuff that's not going to interest me or everybody. We'll get just jumping right into things here. The first thing that I saw that this was the first announcement, I believe, as well. And this had me most excited out of some of all the stuff that we received there. And of course, that's going to be Monster Hunter Rise's large expansion that's coming in summer of 2022. It's titled Sunbreak. I kind of like the dissonance they have here. The comparison where with Monster Hunter World, they went with Iceborne. And with this one, they went with Sunbreak. There was a larger dragon shown there. It's likely going to be the main villain or the main monster you're going to hunt in that expansion. Needless to say, I can't wait for that. I had a lot of fun with Rise. I've played that game to death. Got to go back and get my HR all the way up. Of course, haven't done everything, collected all the armor. But it's a very expansive game on its own. So I imagine this is going to be something like Iceborne. It's going to be about $30, but it'll be well worth the price of admission because the amount of content they're going to include in this is just going to be astronomical. If Iceborne is any indicator, we have much to do going forward in the summer of 2022. And if you're a Monster Hunter fan, you're going to be all on board with that. Before Rise, I had never played a Monster Hunter title, and I, I'm not sure why, to be honest with you, because this is just a stellar title. I've played with my friend Philip. we played uh, multiple TVs, played co-op sessions, it's just a whole nother level, especially if you can get a couple people together and play this. You're going to have a good time. If you haven't picked up this game, I would highly recommend you do so. Go out and check it out. It is not going to waste your time. You're not going to be disappointed. It's, there's a little bit of a learning curve there. There's a lot of systems and things that you have to gain an understanding of. But over the course of my playing, I was able to do that. I didn't go through any of the tutorials for the weapons or anything. I did go in the training area and learn a couple things, but overall I learned as I went. Next we were given a showing of Kirby 3D Platformer. This is going to be an interesting title. I'm not a big fan of Kirby myself, but I know some people who are diehard Kirby fans are going to love this. It's Kirby in the Forgotten Land. and That's going to come in spring of 2022. Like I said, not that interesting to me, but I can see the appeal for it. Of course, we got some information about the Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity expansion pass wave. Tooth Man, they're DLC in that game to death. For a Dynasty Warriors type game, they just keep adding content and content to that. I, I didn't play the base game. <laughs> so if, if you've played that, let me know how it is. Maybe I missed out on something. 
I'm not. Just, I'm just not a big fan of hack and slash games like that. That of course is going to come on October 29th of 2021. Looks like there were some more missions, more playable characters you're going to get there. If if that's your thing, that's going to be there. Check it out. Next up, the next thing that really caught my attention was the Disco Elysium: The Final Cut. Now I've not played this game, but I've heard stellar things about it. And of course, that's going to come to the Switch in the form of a digital download in 2021. There's going to also have a physical copy of this early 2022. I may pick up that physical copy when it comes that time. But I'm going to look into it a little bit more. This is a very story-driven game. So if you're not big on text or reading or anything, it might not be up your alley. But those of you who love a good story, a good tale to be woven over the course of your game, this will be right for you. Of course, next up, we were... This one, I this excited me to no end. Despite it being a very old game and the graphics not being that polished up, it's not a remake or anything like that, Knights of the Old Republic is getting a port by Aspire to the Switch on November 11th. And to me, this speaks that we're going to get the second one, Knights of the Old Republic 2. These were both great Bioware games with such overarching stories and so many choices that had so many impacts on how the game went. I played the original and the second game to death on the original Xbox, so of course I'm going to get my hands on this and sink a whole lifetime into it when that comes out on November 11th. Dying Light 1 and 2 are both coming to the Switch, albeit in different forms. Dying Light 1 is going to come as a... It's going to be a download. As far as I know, they may do a physical copy. They really didn't state there. It's called Dying Light Platinum Edition. And then there is also Dying Light 2 Stay Human Cloud Edition. Of course, that's a cloud version. You guys know, if you've listened any period of time to the podcast, you know how I feel about the cloud versions of these games. Digital in general is not my favorite way to purchase, but a cloud version, as soon as that server's gone, if it is taken offline, that is, then you lose access to that. It's just amazing to me that they're able to put Dying Light 1 on here because that is a very large game. And it comes with all the DLC, the buggies you could ride around in in the post-game as well. So this is going to be... I wonder how it's going to perform. That's what we'll have to say. Are the mobs going to be less? Are there going to be less zombies on screen? Time will only tell us how that is going to play out. Triangle Strategy is coming on March 4th. Now, you would think in all the time that Square Enix has had since the release of the demo, the Project Triangle Strategy working title game, that they would have come up with a better name or a better title for this game. But I guess this is what they're going for. Uh, I did post out, I, I was like, well, maybe, you know, they went with Octopath Traveler prior to this. And they focused on numbers there. Maybe they're focused on geometric shapes in this one, Project Triangle. Either way, I'm going to probably be picking this up sometime after launch. Probably will not wait long. It reminds me a lot of Final Fantasy Tactics. And that is one of the entries in the Final Fantasy game that I just... I had a great time with. It was my introduction to tactics games, that and Advanced Wars. And this reminds me so much of that. With added elements, of course, they did state that they fixed a camera view and did some updates based on the feedback from the survey they sent out. I think my recommendation was larger text size. Because I did play this in handheld mode. But this this was shaping up to be a good title. And we do have a, a uh, projected release date. Of course, all of these dates I'm giving are subject to change with everything going on with the pandemic out there. Anytime they could 
there could be a bump in the road and like, well, we have several bugs that we need to work out. And of course, it's better that they push back a game instead of releasing a mess a la No Man's Sky. Next up, we were given a couple shadow drops. Act Razor Renaissance and Castlevania Advanced Collection both shadow drop. Now, it's important to note that you can pick up the Castlevania Collection on the PlayStation 4 as well. I was watching a video on a PlayStation 4 sale and they noted that there as well. So I'm not sure if there's a difference between the performance in both of those versions. I can't imagine that there is going to be that vast of one, being that this is the Nintendo Switch, and these games were originally released on the Game Boy Advance. Uh, the Act Razor Renaissance, I never played this when I was younger. I missed out on this entirely. It's side-scrolling, and there's portions of this where it's like tower defense. You have to build up your defenses in your city. It's interesting. I'm, I'm contemplating picking that up. I know I will eventually pick up the Castlevania Advance Collection. They're interesting titles. I may never beat them or play them much, but they're good to have in case you want to delve into that or you're a fan of that type of game. And of course we got more information on Metroid Dread, which is coming out a week and a day from today. So it'll be interesting to see how this game shapes up when we get it. I know I'm probably going to pick that up day one and be playing on that, especially with us quickly approaching October. I'm going to try to scale back on some of the other stuff I'm playing and try to devote the whole month to playing just games to scare the crap out of me. Go back and finish Resident Evil 2. Maybe play Outlast, Outlast 2. We'll see how it goes. I'm not that big a fan of horror games. We'll just have to see about that. Mario Golf got an update with an additional character in, I think it was the Koopa, uh, as well as two new courses that were dropped. And they just continue to add content to the game, likely because when it released it, did not have that much or they were pressed for time to get it out there and they just couldn't add everything that they wanted to so it's good to see that post-launch we're still getting updates to this unlike the original Mario Party game that came out the game got no love from Nintendo it's good to see they're not leaving this IP out to dry I'm I'm a not a big fan of golf in general but golf games I will play from time to time and of course we got information on an Animal Crossing Direct that's going to come sometime in the future. I think they said it's coming in 2022 is what it was. Actually, November 2022, that update's coming. But a Direct is going to come before that and give us information on what is actually going to be a part of this. And the main thing that they got to here that I'm kind of mixed on, I'm going to do a whole nother episode on this alone, but I'm just going to touch on this one lightly. Nintendo Switch Online service. They're going to offer the Nintendo Switch Online plus expansion pack. How are you going to have DLC for your streaming service or for your uh, subscription service? That, that's just too funny for me. Of course, we're going to get N64 games. That's been stated for a while. As well as Sega Genesis, this will be the first console that is not a Nintendo exclusive that we're going to get games for on here. So it's interesting to see they went that route, but I, I can see that it's not all that uncommon because you know these uh, other other uh, companies like Sony or Microsoft, they'll pay companies to get their games on the console. So I imagine Nintendo reached out to Sega. They reached some type of agreement on this. They'll get some type of cut on that. And of course, the price is going to go up with this. I'm a little bit concerned with that, but we'll like I said, we'll touch on that another day. And my biggest qualm is they're selling a Genesis controller as well as an N64 controller. N64 controller stick, the thumb stick, the joystick is notoriously bad. I'm not a fan of that. And I really hope they went back to the drawing board to try to get some longevity from this. 
There was even a lawsuit back in the day where Nintendo gave out gloves because people were getting blisters on their hands because of Mario Party requiring that you rotated that on your palm as part of some of the mini games there. It'll be interesting to see what we do, but some of the games we're getting this, of course we're going to get a uh, Ocarina of Time later down the road. We will get Majora's Mask, Star Fox 64 is going to be there, Mario Golf, Paper Mario... On the Sega, of course, we're getting the Sonic games. I uh, didn't really pay that much attention. There was a Fantasy Star Online title as a part of this. Good to see a JRPG there. Overall, it was a good showcase. This is, like I said, this is not a comprehensive list of everything that was announced, but it does cover some of the highlights that I thought were were good that are going to be interesting or I had some kind of thought on going forward. And anyways, let us know what you think. Like I said, give us a follow on those uh, socials and appreciate the support.